0: You're listening to Ember Weekend, I'm here with Jonathan Jackson and Chase McCarthy. And we're here with Paul Elliott. That was a classy intro, You're, you got some skills. Yeah, well it's not my first time. Uh,
1: okay, so uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, kind of uh, the experience you've had with Heroku and, and, and otherwise?
0: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I'm an avid uh, Ember Weekend listener, for one. Uh, it's an amazing podcast during the day i'm a lead engineer at heroku i work on the dashboard um with uh a bunch of other people I used to work at hash rocket yeah so former, a, that's former cool. rocketeer. that's pretty Former rocketeer yeah yeah for sure <laughs> I, st- I still wear hash rocket t-shirts all the time well yeah i mean um how, yeah, where I've, else do you get t-shirts oh, conferences, conferences? Actually, my entire closet is filled with conference t-shirts i'm on board with that uh Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, I have a computer science degree that I got many, many years ago, and I've been working in, I did Java for a long time. How much Java do you write now? Oh, zero. (laughs) I gave up, I left Java a long time ago. Um, Don't miss it. Do Mm. you still put it on your resume? Uh, No. Okay, yeah. We just talked about that like two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, uh, pro tip, when you're making your resume, only put things on there that uh, you actually want to do for a job. Um, It's okay to have it in your work history, but like in the top where you're highlighting all the stuff that you're good at. Only you know. Focus on what you want to do. None of the bad languages. I think we had a thing on the
1: episode previously about. But none of the bad languages.
0: uh, Yeah, don't like so. Yeah, you did a C sharp site once, and that's great, but you don't you don't want to keep doing that. (laughs) I I, I recently removed iOS from my list of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you're
1: qualified. You also know vb.net. I know this firsthand. You need to stop saying that. Uh, okay so um, so yeah so Heroku is this amazing platform for deploying your rails apps and, and other apps very mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, I've used it for a long time. I think many of our listeners have uh, first-hand experience with Heroku. It's one of the companies that's frequently cited as uh, being a, a large ember proponent. so when when people talk about ember in the workspace, they talk about how it may not have as many uh, developers as some of the other frameworks but it's backed by these big names and Heroku is one of those people. So you are a lead developer at Heroku working on the dashboard, which is written
0: in Ember. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the dashboard whole the entire front end is uh, Ember, and uh, then we have a small Node server that is mostly a reverse proxy to the platform API, which is uh, public, and uh, that's all Ruby Sinatra, super fast. There's a whole other team that maintains that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're big consumers of it. Our app is just uh, it's you know it's a regular old Heroku app running on the Heroku platform.
1: But likely, if uh, if you're working with Heroku, you're going to your experience with Heroku is going to be coming through the dashboard. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. One of our big goals is uh, over the years the CLI has been uh, great. It's got all the features, everything you could possibly do in the CLI. Mm-hmm. Dashboard has always lagged a little bit behind, and something we've been trying to do with this iteration, the Ember dashboard, is. Uh, really good feature parity between the CLI and what you can do through the web. Right. So that's
1: pretty cool. I, I think using the Heroku dashboard has been a really uh, pleasurable experience lately. I, I really particularly like that when I go into the URL, I see a little uh, tomster up in the right-hand corner. That's pretty neat. The Ember inspector lets you see all of the all of the cool things. It's kind of nice to see it on a big name company
0: yeah yeah that is cool i know uh i have a little uh, chrome plugin that tells me whenever your app is running on the heroku platform so oh. i have a similar heroku icon that pops up anytime hey. i noticed uh when the ember weekend website it didn't have a heroku icon <laughs>
1: uh I yeah understand. you know it's funny that you funny that you mentioned that i believe we're deployed to firebase i i think that may ruffle some feathers here uh i mean it just makes you a traitor but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so okay, so let's uh, let's ask some questions. So, how long has Heroku been using Ember?
0: So, this iteration of the dashboard development started around uh, May of last year. That's May of twenty fourteen. Uh, oh, cool. So, pretty much I, I, that was the first Ember project. We're uh, looking to expand it out now. Uh, the Data Clips website also uses Ember. Uh, we're going to uh, start rolling it out to more of the uh, official add-ons. Cool. Uh, over the coming months. So, are you using Ember CLI for your Ember app? We're in the process of migrating to it. Um, it's uh, currently running on Ember one eight, and uh, we're upgrading that as well as, uh, in tandem, we're we're trying to convert it over to Ember CLI.
1: Cool. How has that experience been? Has it been challenging? Where where are the where are the dark areas in the upgrade path?
0: Yeah, it's it is very challenging. Uh, not, not not in a bad way. A lot of it has to do with the way that we build our index HTML. We have some some special needs. Uh, so we're we're trying to sort of remove that and change the way that we we think about delivering the app that's and, interesting
1: uh, do, you, do you think this will change when uh, when ember cli moves forward do you think some of these concerns that you have will be addressed by the ecosystem in general
0: uh, maybe yeah you know we feel like um we probably need to change the way that we're doing some of these things like mm. there, there were good reasons for doing what we're doing now those reasons still exist but we could have made different choices and done it in a way that it's compatible with Ember CLI. So we're just sort of trying to rethink and, and re
1: Well, this, it. uh, this must have, uh, the, the original implementation of your dashboard was, was written before Ember CLI really was a thing. That's correct. So, yeah. So I can imagine some of the decisions are going to be a little askew from the community just because the community hadn't really solidified around anything. Right. right when yeah. it was made.
0: We have a small node backend that, uh, has a gulp build process and, um uh, it, it Serves up the, the index.html. Mm.
1: So, uh, so how are you? Um, how are you doing testing? Like, what is the what is the process around developing uh, Ember in uh, in your dashboard?
0: Uh, on the client side uh, for the Ember app, we use Jasmine, which uh, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do about that in Ember CLI because uh, there's no Jasmine adapter as it stands today, and there's good technical reasons for that. So we've been talking about moving to um, either QUnit or Mocha if there is a Mocha adapter. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, we have not made a decision on that. Do you uh, right
1: like, uh, like Unit? Q- do I like QUnit? Well, as compared to
0: Jasmine. Uh, you know, they're a lot different. QUnit, it's been around for a long time, and um, it, it works inherently differently. I, I think it's well-suited for certain kinds of things, like um, a feature test, integration type test, because it's, it's sort of like a script, hmm. you know? Um, I, I I think the the module stuff that they do is sort of weird where you say like I'm in this new test module and, right and, and there's no
1: actual indentation to help separate
0: things right right, um, right. but you know it's I, it's a great test framework it's especially great for testing libraries like ember itself I mean it is written for jQuery so you know it was obviously written to test an, a library and not an application sure sure
1: so uh, do you do when you when you start doing development on on new features or even maintenance of old features do you do you typically test drive? Uh, do you do you prefer units or features? I know those are kind of di- wildly different mm. questions, but they're kind uh, of related.
0: Yes, <laughs> to all of it. Uh, do we typically test drive? Yes, I would say that uh, most of the time we test drive. Sometimes, um, you know, we're doing sort of a pseudo test drive. You know, we're we're very pragmatic in the way we do things. You know, nothing's going into master without being tested. Uh, we all pretty much work independently. So, you know, how you get there is kind of up to you and case by case basis. Yeah. I mean, we're testing is definitely a big part of the culture and it's something that we do for, for everything. That's cool. That's kind of what I expected to hear. So what back ends are you using? I heard you uh, mentioned earlier, you were using a small node server. Are you using mm-hmm. anything else to run the dashboard? Uh, so there's the node server that serves up the index and it also is kind of the, the funnel for all the uh, AJAX requests. So anything coming from the Ember app goes to the node server. And then some of the things it handles directly, there's some other node servers that it talks to and then there's a platform API, which the bulk of the requests go to. Heroku is really big on uh, service-oriented architectures. So we have a lot of services around the company that, that do different things and, and there's teams that back them. has that proven wieldy for you
1: um like in your experience as a as a lead have you found this to be like a a very enjoyable experience to deal with individual services rather than having like a centralized place to to know where the authority is
0: yeah yeah i mean to some extent the platform api is the centralized place like they're they're at a larger level the that proxy that our node server kind of is um but yeah it, it's really cool working with a lot of small teams that have you know this part of the ecosystem that they they live and breathe and and know inside and out and so you know when we need something we can i can talk to somebody and and they know exactly what i'm asking about and what's going on and there's not like well i gotta go check into that
1: <laughs> you're saying that you don't have to track people down
0: no i i pretty much <laughs> i i usually know uh, you know all the teams are small uh uh, the engineering teams are all you know, like four or five people, so that's cool. I actually, I actually think that uh,
1: from from my understanding of it, that it's a really cool application of uh, of SOA. I know that it can fall apart if your team is too small, but as soon as you you need it, it's really valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, having well established APIs and very uh, mature developers is, I think, the the recipe for success there. You know, we're we're very particular about conforming to. You know API specifications and getting those things written and how they get written, and uh, that's really important if you're in this kind of architecture. You know, making sure that you're not breaking existing endpoints with new work you do.
1: That actually uh, goes neatly into my next question. How are you building your team? What what emphasis are you placing on on what skills and uh, and and how do you how do you actually make all this stuff gel? I know that Ember is a very uh, young ecosystem, and hiring experienced developers is challenging right now. So, how do you distinguish and do you teach yeah. junior developers, et cetera?
0: So, um, how we're building our team is uh, slowly and carefully. Uh, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically for a Dashboard or the human interface team, as we call ourselves. I've um, heard mm-hmm. Hit Squad. Hit Squad. Is that a thing? It is. Can it I is. say that? You can say that. That's so good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is really hard to find people with Ember experience because it's such a young framework. If you've got it, that's great. We love that. But if you've got a lot of JavaScript experience, uh, you know if you have worked with Node, you've worked with uh, Angular, React. If you've got a lot of front end chops, um, you know we look for people who are user experience oriented, who have uh, come from a culture of testing. Uh, I, I like people that um, have a Rails background because the Rails ecosystem is a lot like the Ember ecosystem. It's a focus on community, focus on testing, and uh, you know we want to we want to keep that going. Those are the kind of people that we want on our team.
1: That's cool. So, so I told you I was going to make this awkward. So are you hiring?
0: Yeah, we are. Uh, we <laughs> have, uh, we have one open rec, so, uh, please uh, apply today so, uh, you can beat everyone else out to it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. You know, we're uh, remote, so we're, wherever you are. Um, another cool name. Don't let that remote guy. Remote guy. Yes. Sub-Kai. I am a remote guy. I work out of Florida, um, the home office of course, is in uh, San Francisco. Uh, my, our team is uh, all over the, the the world. Our designers in London got a guy in the northeast. Yeah, I've heard really good things about the
1: uh, the the Mokai uh, mm-hmm. experience. I know that uh, Heroku has a very uh, strong emphasis on making sure remote work is is sustainable and and even enjoyable. Maybe
0: I really like it. Even though I don't work in the uh, the home office, I don't feel disconnected from it. I think because uh, about half the engineering team is remote. You know, everybody. Thinks of remote employees as as first class citizens in the company, and that, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, we're very well connected through uh, HipChat, Google Hangouts, email. We use GitHub PRs issues for a lot of communication. So you know, I, I don't I feel like we're we're a good team. We gel together really well. That's cool. So is that basically how you interact with your backend team? Is just through PRs? You mean like the platform API? Yeah, if you need changes to the any of the APIs. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I depends on what it is. Sometimes I'll like ping somebody on HipChat directly and just run up by them, like, "Hey, you know, we kind of need this for dashboard. Does it sound like a good idea? If it does, then uh, what I'll do is uh, do kind of a write up and open a GitHub issue, um, and then you know, ping their team about it, bring it to their attention. And then we'll we'll talk about it, settle on a solution, and uh, then uh, sometimes I'll implement it. Sometimes we'll implement it for them, make a PR and get it reviewed. You know, it it all depends on what it is. Does that seem to be a fluid process or is that something
1: that you end up um, struggling with? Is there a lot of strong opinions about solutions?
0: Yeah, there are a lot of strong opinions, but everybody's really um, mature. There's a lot of very senior experienced developers there. And uh, you you see that in the attitude and pull requests. Everybody's really helpful, humble about the code. Uh, You know, everybody just wants to build the best possible products that we can. So, you know, we we work together really well to do that.
1: Very cool. Yeah, so <laughs> this is actually my favorite question. Seriously, my favorite question. Your dashboard team deploys an Ember app, a very sophisticated Ember app, I, I would assume. Uh, does it do so on Heroku dynos? Yep, we sure do.
0: Oh yeah, even yeah. though it's a it's a basically um, static assets. Well, ours um, because we dynamically generate the index HTML. It's not um, like an Ember CLI app that would be just static assets. We're we're trying to move there, uh, but yeah, I mean we do. Uh, deploy on dynos because i mean the node server is serving it up so
1: oh sure that's, sure so uh you're dog fooding your own dashboard yeah i, I totally oh, do you
0: deploy the dashboard <laughs> via the dashboard that's
1: the best question
0: uh staging yes well so uh <laughs> we have a relatively new feature that we launched which is a github integration and so you can set it up to automatically deploy uh, whenever anybody pushes to master so our staging environment is deployed automatically that way Oh, that's, that's really cool. Do and you then, have
1: uh, this running against the CI, the testing suite?
0: Yeah, and uh, that's an option. You can have it wait for CI to finish before it actually does the deploy. That's cool. Yeah, we also have a pull request app. So anytime you open up a pull request on GitHub, you can, through the dashboard, configure it to automatically spin up another Heroku app running the code from that pull request so you can demo it. And that's been really, really, really helpful for us.
1: That's cool. All right, so we've been talking a lot about Heroku. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ember. What are your thoughts on on the 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 movement in Ember? Uh specifically with regard to things like Glimmer and Flash boot and as we approach the 2.0 re- beta release uh in June, uh are these things that you're excited about? Is your team excited about it? Are these things that are gonna help you
0: or hinder you? Uh what are your thoughts? Yeah, we're we're super excited about all that stuff. Glimmer in particular, you know, we're uh right now trying to upgrade to Ember 1.9, So we're a little bit behind the curve in terms of Ember. It's versions. not that long ago. To no, tell you the the truth. L- it's not that long ago, but uh, you know, we're we're still a little ways away from being able to take advantage of some of that stuff. But we're we're still really excited about it and uh, working hard to get our or get to it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what are the kind of things that you're excited about with regard to the community? I know I, I personally, coming from a Rails background, uh, was really excited about the energy in in the Ember community. Uh, what are the things that kind of gets you excited about? You know, working with Ember on a daily basis.
0: Um, you know, it, I mean, it's a great framework. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I like how opinionated it is, uh, much like rails. You know, you've got, uh, uh, all these different conventions and things that they kind of give you out of the box, all the plumbing that you shouldn't have to worry about. And that was what drew me to rails to begin with. And that's a big part of what drew me to Ember. But you know, people ask me all the time, oh, well, there's Ember Angular, React and, you know, the menagerie of other things. And uh, why should I use Ember? I'm like, well, you know, they're all really good frameworks. They all have their pros and cons. The thing that I really like about Ember is is the community, is that it feels a lot like the Rails of community. Uh, there is this culture of testing. There's this co- culture of open source collaboration, and you just don't find that in a lot of other places.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that that's the thing that gets me really kind of juiced about this, about this uh, you know, frame, uh, technology. Like the technology itself will come and go, and it's, it's clearly uh, made strides to adapt. And I think that the community is the thing that is is the real draw. Yeah, for sure. So uh, so I want to make it a new tradition that whoever we interview on Ember Weekend, okay. that person gets to choose this the name podcast, of
0: the title. This episode. Yep. <laughs> no, you, the entire you podcast. Own episode, you, so. yeah, yeah, the entire podcast. The, the, you own this episode. Okay, so instead of Ember Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't, I don't get to rename the whole thing. Not the whole thing. I'm not sorry. the whole thing. Okay. Just the episode. Just this episode. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm putting you
1: on the spot right now. But oh my gosh. Here you go. It's a lot of responsibility. That is a lot of responsibility. We try to name it something kind of funny. Oh, uh, interview with the Emberokai. Boom. It's pretty good. I'm a big fan of the Emberokai. Ember, okay. okay. You got to make that sure up. that you say it like Emberokai, not Emberokai, because Ember, okay. that sounds totally different.
0: Interview with the Emberokai.
1: Emberokai. <laughs> so I'm going to go with it. it. I'm going to go. I'm totally going to go with it. All right. I hate yeah. it. <laughs>
0: fine and we don't listen to, to chase anyways he just here to edit <laughs> oh snap <laughs> thanks for listening to number weekend i'm your guest paul elliott and i'm your host jonathan jackson and i'm chase mccarthy and we'll talk to you next weekend
1: boom uh i'm jonathan jackson and i'm chase mccarthy and
0: i'm paul elliott
1: thanks for having thanks for <laughs> Every time <laughs> I always screw up, up, John. I always screw up, Danny. All right. <laughs> oh man, I totally swore on it too. Okay, that's great. uh It's a good thing you can edit this. Yeah, totally.